Recorded live in Monroe County, New York, it's Transformation Thursday. My name is Cindy Arena, and my pronouns are she, her. And my name is Amy Stevens, and my pronouns are she, her. This week, my guest and co-host is Cindy Arena. Cindy is a comedian who co-hosts the podcast, a couple of instigators with her own Amy, and she can tell us a lot more about that during the interview. In 2018, Cindy won the funniest person in Rochester as a brand new, still wet behind the ears comic. <laughs> Since then, she's become a staple of the Western New York comedy scene, performing regionally, and she regularly hosts nationally touring comedians at Rochester's Comedy at the Carlson. In fact, on July 28th, Cindy will be performing in Rochester's Pride Comedy and Storytelling Evening. This show is being produced by the women from the Transformation Thursday podcast. Myself, Jamie Rodriguez, our general counsel, and Penny Sterling. But before we get to our interview tonight with me, we're going to take a short break. Cindy, are you excited to close the show on July 28th at the Comedy at the Carlson? I'm so excited in knowing that the benefit and the portions of this show are going to be a benefit. The proceeds are going to Rochester's LGBTQ plus mutual aid group and Penny Sterling's facial feminization surgery GoFundMe. It's going to be an amazing night. Yeah, it's going to be a great night. In addition to us performing, Jamie Rodriguez is going to make her Rochester debut. That's a sentence you don't hear often. Uh, you're right about that, but we also have Penny Sterling, Sarah Cannon, Kai Von Doom, and our token cishet comedian, Todd Youngman. Now that's a lineup, and I'm going to head to comedyatthecarlson.com right now and get my tickets. Cindy, you're performing, so you don't need to buy a ticket. But hey, buy a few for your friends and family. Remember, the Rochester Pride Comedy and Storytelling Night is on July 28th. Tickets are on sale now at carlsoncomedy.com. Go now and get your tickets because this show most likely will sell out. That's carlsoncomedy.com. Welcome back to Transformation Thursday. My name is Cindy Arena, and my pronouns are she, her. And still after that fun little break, my name is Amy Stevens and my pronouns have not changed in the last 10 to 15 seconds. They are she, her as well. Cindy, she, her. She, her. We're both she, her. She, her. Yes, we are. Oh, Amy, I just love you. Oh, I love you too. It's so great to see you. You It was a long COVID and uh, I'm looking like 100 miles of bad road. And Amy, you're jumping out looking like a million bucks. You think so? Oh, Amy, you're looking fab. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I, I'm telling I am, you, I am. You I, posting, I wish you were posting those pictures and I thought, holy shit, right after your surgery, you know? Okay. That was last summer, late last right, summer. Right. But I mean, for me though, it like, it just like, and then I'm telling you, was it a week? They came off and I'm like, queen, what? <laughs> I mean, you know, when you had the bandages first on, I thought that's going to take a long time to heal. But no, not at all. So impressive. And, you know, you're a wonderful healer because that you healed up quick. Thanks. Yeah, I think so. And, you know, I've been through a lot in this pandemic, you know. Yeah. Um, we've talked about it on the podcast. Um, I had the facial feminization surgery yep. last summer and mm-hmm. I healed up and. You know, I was talking with um, 
I was, I was talking earlier this week with our general counsel, Jamie Rodriguez, and she even said, she's like, you know, the thing is like, you know, you come out of that surgery and you're puffed up and it takes months. Like I still have swelling on my nose from that surgery. And that was back in August and we're recording yeah. in June. So 10 months later, I still have some swelling from that surgery. But then I've, you know, lost weight very purposely because of the second surgery I had. And so it's like now, like everything's come down and it's shrinking around like the new face, the new bone, that the new bone structure in my face, I should say. And it's just, and even Jamie's like, it's just striking to see the difference from last summer to now. And so it's, it's yeah. been an interesting ride. And the interesting thing now is like masks are starting to come off again. Right. Yeah. So I had the facial feminization surgery and I was wearing and a you mask. couldn't even show it off. And now I can't tell if the guys are, you know, I don't, I just, I don't understand the looks from some of these dudes. It's like, you know, just, just think. Well, you know what though? You know, what was amazing is like, we were chatting about, you had done some stand up recently and uh, you, you would, you open with um, kind of like a trans joke. Right. And I no, your crowd work. Yeah. No, I yeah. I, I just performed that for the first time on Sunday night, but we were right. But we were talking about it with a group of comics, and that was the value of just being around comics again, was able to get some feedback. And yeah, go ahead. But you were saying, like, you know, you you did, and like a lot, it took a lot, like a lot. You said a lot of people didn't even like know you, didn't even know you were trans. So I was like, you know what, Amy, you're probably gonna have to make that clear now in the beginning. <laughs> so the rest of your material fucking hits, you know, and it's the same with me. Like a lot of times I will like say my girlfriend or she, you know what I mean? But people look at me like, what do you mean? Like they didn't like, I like, I'm then do my opener that to kind of let people know I'm a lesbian. So that's kind of how the rest of it's going to go. You know, there's two, there's two lesbians on this show tonight. Yeah. Yeah. So you're going to have to open. I mean, cause now they're going to look at you like, what are you talking about? They're not even, you know, Yes. No, Sunday night I was doing an open mic and nobody knew me there except for, right. you know, the friend that I went with. Yeah. And I'm in Springfield, Virginia, and I'm doing this open <laughs> mic. Nobody knows me, right? The, the the guy running the show doesn't know me. Nobody knows me. And I get up there and I'm telling you jokes. And I'm like, people are just looking at me like, what's going on? And then finally I say I'm trans. And all of a sudden I see like, <laughs> like Now I like, get your material because... <laughs> You know, this poor old guy in front of him asked me, have you had the surgery? He's like, no. <laughs> I'm like, you never had your wisdom teeth pulled out? He's like, oh, yeah, I've had that one. <laughs> oh, Amy, we're going to have such a great time on the show together. I am so looking forward to doing stand up um, with a, you know, very, hopefully we're going to have a very queer, very LBGTQ plus A you know, crowd. And, uh, and we're going to have a great time and yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. And uh, the mix of comics and storytellers is it's going to be a great show. Yeah. We did a show like this a couple of years ago, pre COVID. We and did. And it was in a, in a much smaller venue yeah. and you packed it. Yeah. Then I think that's what kind of, that's not kind of, it gave me the courage to do this show at a bigger club yeah. and, and actually so charge I'm money for it. Yeah, so I'm going to, uh, like I, you know, you saw already, I've been posting in a lot of the, you know, gay, ro local Rochester gay groups. Um, and I will hit some up in Buffalo. And uh, 
you know, we'll do our best. I'm going to a very lesbian party uh, Saturday night with it's an old school hang out with a bunch of lesbians I haven't seen in ages and I will get them all to buy tickets. Where's my invite? We're the same right. age. Yeah. And you're a gold star. Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, I, I have mean, never slept with a guy. No. Nope. Pre-transition or after transition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, what's it like to be a gold star lesbian, Amy? There's so, you're a dying... You're it's a pretty, dying breed. Yeah, it's pretty stiff conference. It's pretty stiff competition. Well, it was funny because you know me and Amy were texting and chatting, and now Amy being your 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 no you. Okay, okay, me, me Amy. and you I were chatting, right? And we were talking about Gold Star Lesbian, and I was laughing so hard. And Amy's like, "But you know, I am one." And I was just like, "I died." I'm like, "Oh my God, you are!" Like you've got to do a bit about that too. Like you know what? I am a Gold Star. <laughs> oh, because we were talking about my joke when I say, uh, you know, blowjobs not coming in my mouth or out of my, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. This is a family show. No blowjobs here. Just kidding. Mm. <laughs> I'm joking. No blowjob talk. Yeah, just but yeah. kidding. But yes, I was dying. I was like, oh my God, you're a gold star. That's amazing. Yes. You get a toaster and you get a toaster. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Oh gosh. Oh, and I saw oh I saw your post today uh, about Starbucks. Yep. And your health, and that was amazing. Yeah, you know, and that's that's an interesting thing. And it's not even the surgeries per se. I mean, the the Starbucks has a whole general suite of like available healthcare options that are covered through their um, supplementary plan mm-hmm. that most companies would never in a million years cover. So, you know, I'm, I'm very thankful for them. I mean, and I'm, you know, and it's, it's, you know, and I've had some people say, Oh, you're, you know, you're so lucky. You got these, you, you got the, you, you got the facial feminization surgery, you got this done. And I'm like, no, there was, you know, it, there's no luck about it. I mean, I made a conscious decision to go to work with a company that provides these benefits and I worked there and I used them. Mm-hmm. So I mean, and you're quite an asset to them too. So let's not forget that. No, you know I'm, I mean? I'm quite an asset. I'm quite an asset at work. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, I you know, I, I I think that was great. It was a great post today. You know what I mean? It's nice to see positive posts about huge companies like that. It's very nice and refreshing. So yeah, and I mean, like any company or any person. I mean, it's not a perfect organization, but you know. I could right. I could work for a lot I could work for a lot worse companies that you know weren't as responsible and they've made some missteps I mean I mean they have and I'm not gonna get into it I'm not a PR person for Starbucks so I do need right. to tread and but I work for them so I do need to tread lightly right so so yeah. but let's let's talk about you know we you and I were year year and a half on the comedy circuit here together and then COVID hits and then. You know, you come out with so much brand new material, Cindy, after taking oh my four, God. Uh, you 14 know, months I, off. Oh, Amy, my notes are just pages and pages long. Uh, are you kidding me? I haven't wrote a freaking sentence, okay? I, I am one of those people. I have to be around other comics to feel inspired or other 
like-minded, funny people. Sometimes watching stand-up on Netflix will, and, it, and I'll be listening to, okay, let's just say I'm listening to you up there, um, doing very specific material about yourself that really it has nothing to do with me. But while I'm listening, I will come up with a joke in my head that has nothing to do with what you said. I don't know why, and it, you know what I mean? Like some of my best jokes, and I just think it's being around other people telling jokes, just kind of like, you know what I mean? Gets me feeling more creative. And the same if I'm watching stand-up on Netflix. You remember my moped joke, right? Uh, no, kind of, you know, wait. Having, having sex, with, riding a moped and having sex with a trans woman are both fun to do until your yes. friends. Yes, yes, yes. I came up with that at Boulder Coffee at an open mic, just sit, I mean, listening to other comics, yeah. had to stop my head and all of a sudden, boom, right in my notebook, yep. there it went. Yep. And uh, during the shows, I'll be like typing notes about jokes and then I'll leave and I'll be reading and I'm like, I, I mean, they had nothing to do with what they were saying, but I don't know. Yeah. And you know what else when I'm in the shower and I think it's because it's mindless. It, that's personal between you. I mean, <laughs> But like, you know, when I'm just like doing something, I don't know. Is that, is that where you think about me in the shower? Yes, that's usually when it is. But you know what else, Amy? Somebody's, uh, which there is some truth to it. You know, those floats where you go in those little eggs and you float in the salt water. I don't know what the name of it is. They have that's one from Park Ave, Mind, Body and Float. So what you do is you go into this pod and they close it. And it's sensory deprivation. So you can't see, you can't hear, and you're floating in the water and it's supposed to, it's sensory deprivation. And they say that that's when you are the most creative, when your mind is completely turned off. So people do these things and float in there because they say it's supposed to help with like your arthritis. But a lot of people say that creative people like writers and stuff, it's supposed to help you. I'm getting claustrophobic just thinking about it. I know, it. it sounds bizarre, Ugh. but everybody I talk to says it's amazing. But well, I've I, not done it yet. We'll have to have a float date, you know, yeah. right after you send me the invite to your lesbian party. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what? So you didn't do any writing during this quarantine? Well, you spent a lot of it on pain meds. No, I'm. did you? A little bit, a yeah. few pain meds. I got some. Left, oh no, you know? I'm thinking like Amy was just like on a lot of pain meds during quarantine. She's like, I, I write in nothing. <laughs> yeah, no, my a lot of my creative energies went into the podcast. Um, I just diverted it there because I didn't have the comedy outlook. I mean, and I early, you know, outlet, I should say. And I know there are a lot of people who, you know, did Zoom and other comedy shows, but that just didn't seem. It's so bizarre. It just didn't seem it, like, yeah, the way that I feed off of a crowd, it didn't. Yeah, it didn't, no. And, you know, the, the thing about um, what I did like was um, I went to a, like female writing Zoom meetings. Oh, and that it was have been a fun good because it was um, uh, my friend from California and there, she ended up with female comics from all over the United States. So you're holding out on me again, Cindy. Yeah. So female, jumped... female writing groups, you're holding out on me. Lesbian parties. Oh, I know. I know. Like all the fun happens to me when I'm sitting on my chair over here. I'm a lot of fun, too. Re saying. Reclining. Yeah. 
Yeah. Just saying, but- I'm a lot of fun. <laughs> so have you um, done any open mics? That was your first one and only right now? First one, yeah, the first, I, I tried to get out to that one where I saw you, you know, was it Cinco de Mayo, but that just wasn't the right vibe for me. Oh, that, oh my goodness. So that was a impromptu show that another yeah. comic, me and you know, and I'm going to, let's talk about, let me talk about that. Okay. <laughs> no, seriously. So for me, because I I'm a glutton for punishment, perhaps. Um, I love to torture myself. But when I'm thrown into situations like that, where I know I'm going to go up there and bomb and eat shit because we were in a very crowded taco pop-up slash bar. It was packed. Uh, You guys nobody was paying attention to the stage. They were all talking amongst themselves, drinking. It was right when the pandemic first started to break. And this guy says, we're going to put on like, what did they plan this, this little thing? That's uh, a week ahead of time. Yeah. yeah, right. So we go in there and we're like, oh man, the crowd was about what? 23 to 25, very young. Uh, it was Cinco de Mayo. We we're at a taco pop up, which apparently I didn't even get any tacos because they sold out by the time I tried, but he's supposed to have one of the best taco pop-ups. I didn't even get tacos. Okay, Amy, it was not a good night, but I was like, okay, you didn't stay. You know, quite a few comics left because it was between me and you and all the listeners, the guy who was hosting was horrible, which made it even more difficult, you know? Uh, I think he was doing other like famous comics jokes up there. You know what I mean? <laughs> our, our, like, host, our host was Joel Mazel. <laughs> yeah, it was like, you know how bizarre it is when these guys are doing like Don Rickles and Rodney Dangerfield jokes on stage. It's just bizarre. So it turned out it was me, Sherelle and Sarah Cannon. And Kai, we stuck it out. So Sarah now left. Did she leave? Okay. Sarah so Cannon that, or no, Sarah Cannon or, or Sarah Shipley left. Sarah Cannon. Oh, stayed. that's right. Sarah, right. Sarah Shipley walked out with me. Yeah. So we were lined up in the back. Okay. There's, there's like a little area and we were lined up like we were walking the plank, Amy. So he would announce Sarah goes up and me, right? The three of us are standing and we're literally looking like we're about to get pushed over the front of a boat. When as soon as we, you know, that's how much dreading we were to go up there and try to tell jokes in front of this rowdy, not paying attention, drunk, you know, crowd. So Sarah goes up, she comes down uh, Kai went up. She comes back. Now it's just me and Sherelle. And we're like, all right, here I go. So we're like, don't, don't, don't. Like we were just getting ready to get. But honestly, I started screaming at them like they were my children. <laughs> I got up there and I'm like, you know what? I don't even know what else to do. I'm like, gather around, kids, gather around. Mommy's got stories. Now they're all like, what the fuck? They all look because I screamed it into the microphone. And I'm like, boom, right into my porn star stories. And I tell you what, them you know, little kids listened. <laughs> so what I've learned is when there's a very unruly crowd like that, I 
I've bombed several, several times in those situations, but I found you have to just, I, I'm a little lucky though, because when I get on stage, Amy, me, and you too, we don't look like all the other people at Mike. We're obviously we're older, number one. Okay. We're surrounded by a lot of young comics, but when I step up there, so many people go with this face, like, what is she going to say? So I feel like I got their attention right away at like those bar shows, you know what I mean? Where no one's talking, where they look up and they're like, what the hell is this? <laughs> so once I, because I have their attention right away, I've got to go quick, you know, but it, I've, I've ate shit so many times though. I mean, I've bombed, bombed, bombed. And I feel like shit for like a minute. And then I'm like, ah. Yeah. And I mean, enough, we've all bombed at mics and shows and stuff. And I mean, it's just, it, it's part of what we do as, as standups. And part, you know, and Every time you bomb, you learn something yep. and you, and you know what, another thing that you have to, that I found uh, that I find a lot of comics don't see is that they bombed. Yeah. They will go up and do a whole set and knock at one laugh, get off the stage and go, I killed it. I said, I wish I could have that confidence once. If I do well, I still think I did like shit, you know? And uh, yeah. So, but you're not going to get better if you don't, see that you didn't succeed no and i and i walked away from that event very specifically because i didn't want my first no, experience back up there right right and so i, I plus who wants to say uh, you know what i i think i i sat around there so long too for me uh, you know what i mean i was like i i, I should be home in bed well yeah, i should be on my chair watching hulu okay well, i mean it was seven o'clock at night yeah and it got later and yeah. later and, and later. later well that's yeah. why that's yeah that's why eventually i'm like okay i'm just gonna go you know but, but, but no uh, but i enjoyed com- but i enjoyed you know sitting around with everybody oh, that was my yeah, first experience back yeah. just sitting with our friends from comedy and right right uh about, more than just you and sarah left a lot more people left because that's when me and sherelle were like all right we'll stick it out now that the pool is smaller we'll be in and out of here quicker so <laughs> But man, the kid that was hosting just kept going on and on in between. And the crowd was just like totally not paying any attention. Yeah, they were totally lost. So yeah, so yeah, so, you know, and Sunday night at the open mic that I went to, you know, it was outdoors. It was in Virginia and it was a nice little crowd. And, you know, there was like 20 comics and it was. So tell me about what. uh, (laughs) uh, Tell you about what. I mean, you were doing an open mic in Virginia doing trans jokes. Uh, I mean, nobody knows. Only the one person knew me there. I mean, I know. Like, what? (laughs) I don't know what's worse that crowded bar that we were at or Virginia with a bunch of rednecks doing trans jokes. I don't know what's worse. (laughs) I didn't bomb. Uh, Well, I'm all right. Great. I walk out and there's like, you know, we're leaving the bar and, you know, and like, different comics and different people came up to me afterwards, you know, like, Hey, nice set, you know, you know, fist bump. Right, 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 right. But I'm walking out and this couple's like, Oh yeah, we're just a couple local rednecks. I mean, it was, I mean, still Washington DC area. So don't think it's like right. we're just past the bellway. This couple's like smoking a droid in the back and, you know, <laughs> one of those type of shows. And 
they're like, oh yeah, you know, we're, and they said, you know, where, where can we see you around here? And I'm like, oh, I'm from New York. And they're like, oh, okay. And the guy's like, oh, I went to Brockport. And I'm like, oh, that's where I go to school right now. Really? That's cool. <laughs> so yeah. So yeah. Yes. So they, so it was, it was a good show and it was a lot of fun. So. So well, that takes, that takes a lot of balls. Oh, wait, you don't have those. It's I just cracked myself up. I, got, <laughs> I have the specimen report in my chart to prove that too. <laughs> well, you know, going up in Virginia, you know, I got to hand it to you, Amy. That was, uh, that was, that was just as crazy, but you were well-received and that's amazing. And I loved that at first they were like, I don't get it. Why is she telling us trans jokes? <laughs> yeah. Well, and the interesting thing too is like, you know, it's my first, it's my first, you know, first time I know I'm going to go up on stage and actually perform. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, then this, the second part of that is the person that I was with is very close to me. And I was very nervous because they've never seen me perform comedy before. That's right. And yes. that's, that's hard. It's, very scary. Because if you, know you what? bomb in front of somebody that you're thinking, you know, oh man, she does comedy. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, even yeah, no, I get that. I am a lot of times when I have a lot of people come to see me, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm more nervous to perform in front of people I know than a bunch of strangers. I don't know. And everyone I talk to is like, no, I'm way more comfortable on stage knowing it's all my friends. I'm like, I am more freaked. I don't know. This is somebody that I've known for a year and a half, somebody who's really close to me and that I see on a, even during COVID, you know, we've been able to go back and forth and see each other. And, you Mm -hmm. know, and, you know, so even when we got home that night, I looked over at her, I'm like, you know, it's kind of nervous tonight. She's like, well, why is that? I'm like, because you were there. She's like, I was wondering if you were like, I mean, I had like literal butterflies in my stomach, like driving to the the bar, you know, before the show, because I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm in the passenger seat. She's next to me. She's never, she's, she's seen me perform on, you know, some YouTube stuff, but she's never seen me in person. What if I bomb in front of her? That was, that was like real gut check time. Yeah. And you picked a great place to try it all, but it worked out. I'm so glad. It but did. you know what? It, it was probably refreshing too for them because it's nice to the same old, you know, I don't know what you were surrounded with as far as the other comics, but it's, you know, we know that it's a lot of regular young straight white boys that do stand up. So could have, so me and you are somebody that could be is very refreshing, I think, to people at Mike's because we're different. We're not, you know. Yeah, and I and I need to grow some of my stuff beyond, but I think that you know, my solid five, I think is a really good, funny look at being trans. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it doesn't, you know, it's funny, but it doesn't make fun of being trans. No. And exactly, but that's it's your story. It's, yep. you know what I mean? And, and, you know, you, I feel like we are entitled to say anything we want about trans, lesbian, gay, as it's part of our community. Of course, we don't want to punch down, you know what I mean? But well, at the same time, with my material with lesbians, uh, you know, stereotypes are based on reality. Let's face it. You know, lesbians have cats, drums, and U-Hauls. I mean, it is what it is. I'm one. I've got two of those three. 
So you can, what about ukuleles? Uh, that seems. I that's... have one, Amy. <laughs> I can't even play it, and I have a cute one. Oh my God, Amy, you are such a gold star lesbian. Damn you. Guitar, ukulele, you're right on. There, there may or may not be somebody I'm dating with a ukulele in their bedroom. <laughs> yeah, well, but it, right. But I feel like if I want to make a joke, you know what I mean? I, I do the whole joke about the lesbians and, and being able to use the tools, the power tools, all of that. I can't, I'm a horrible lesbian, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I, I mean, it's not really punching down. I mean, yeah. So I don't know. People sometimes do need to relax and I, and I can't please everybody with my stand up either. Well, no, you know what but- I mean? I'm sure some lesbians will be offended. I'm sh- you know, but most of them, I don't think so. Yeah. But you know, I look at it like this, I go, you know, my brother called me up like a few weeks before my surgery. He's like, Oh, what are you going to do when you get your penis cut off? I'm like, that's not funny. You know, cis white dude, you know, heterosexual calling up his transgender sister to make jokes about penises is not funny. And he's like, well, you make jokes about it. I'm like, yeah, but I'm not punching down. I'm, I do it very cleverly in, in a stand-up but it, comedian but way. A, right. But it's, the, right. it's the stereotype. It's the trope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just looked at him and I didn't look, I was on the phone with him and I go, come up with some new material. Maybe I'll laugh at it. You know? Yeah. But Exactly. And it's the same as a, you know, your typical straight 30 year old drunk dude up at an open mic screaming faggot, faggot, faggot. You know what I mean? It's like, it's not funny. You're a, you know, straight white dude. If you're going to do a joke and say, and talk about faggots, you better make it that, that joke better be so funny. Well, you know what I mean? Because you can't well, get away with that. Well, our friend Todd, he has a great gay joke, right? Oh, right. But it's funny. But it's funny. Yep. And it's Todd. And so it's Todd. He, and, right. And knowing Todd, you're knowing that he, you know, I mean, Todd loves everybody. You know what I mean? He doesn't, you know, it's, and, and it's Todd. You yeah. know, it's this, it's this dude with the bald head and tattoos. But yet he's just the sweetest thing, you know, outside of the way he looks. But he does. He looks tough at first, Amy. He looks like a tough guy. And then you talk to him and you're like, he's a little teddy bear. You know, he has that Mr. Clean, I'm going to kick your ass look. Let's face it. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, they're clever jokes. He does. Um, you know, he, he's, he, t- he does jokes about child, child molestation and, you know, but they're, they're about his life also. And he's not, it's just, it's funny. You know, that Dave Chappelle does a whole bit on the gay and lesbian and trans community, all making fun of and judging each other. Chappelle did that whole bit. Yeah. And I have a love hate with that. I think well, right. I mean, so and and so, like, he makes a great joke in there. Like, hey, you know, they're in the car and the trans person they're in, you know, and they're in the south and they're like, well, you can't pee for another two states. Now that's right. a fun, that's a funny joke, but then he closes out that set 
and basically says, oh, trans people are funny because it's the wrong brain in the wrong body or however he puts it. So then he just totally punches down at our, especially our community as, tra- as yeah. trans people. So it's like, you had a clever joke, but then you totally turn around and then like totally punch down on us. And I can even, I can understand the alphabet side because I even know there's people in the LGBTQIA plus and EIEIO community that that don't like all the letters and you know they want to keep it shorter because of that and I, I, it goes back to say you know i'm a nuanced thinker i understand i get where you're coming from but at the same time you know we talk about punching down dave you know dave has some great jokes and he makes millions 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 dollars more than you and i make but come on don't take the cheap shot at our community and and somebody did die by suicide after that show because they took heat for performing in it yeah oh, the, he, i did not he, know he, any of that he had an opening act that was um transgender and she died by suicide after the show oh that's horrible yeah that's horrible see now that and 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 here i am not closely paying attention and just like that that bit in the car when he talked about the lesbians and you know like the lesbians don't like the bisexuals and the you know what i mean like he did that whole thing and he's like, the gay people, they don't like the lesbians. And I mean, that, you know, that did crack me up. But you know what I also thought, too? Like, how does he, did somebody help him write that joke? Because that's something very inside that a lot of, well, some of it was that just our community kind of. I'm sure know. he had somebody advise him or maybe he knows people. And I know he was friends with the trans woman who died. Um, so oh. I'm sure he had some insight. Oh, now I'm remembering that. He was, Okay. And she so, took a lot, and she took a lot of heat from our community. And this is wrong on our community to heap on her, because now you know she left behind at least one child, if not two. And you know, so I mean, it's just. So she used to open for him. She was part of that show. I don't know. I don't know much more than that. I mean, oh, all right. I would so be talking. Obviously, of, she did stand up. Obviously. Yep. Yep. So. But I felt like I heard he was good friends with a trans. What was that? I think it's been her. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, that must have been her. But um, yeah. But, you but, know. But, he, but but even like that, it's like okay, I get the nuance of where he's coming from, but then you just turn around and take that total cheap shot. You know, you can do better than that. That's my point. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Again, these are people that. You know what though? Like he did he get away with that, or was he was majorly called out? Well, I think there's two things there. I think he what he was majorly called out by you know the woke police, as they would say. Yeah. You know, but then there's this side of the people that you know, and then there's this other people. Oh, they they rail against cancel culture and all this other stuff, and that's fine, that's fine, that's fine. But at the same time, I feel like you know. You're not going to get a Jerry Seinfeld. You're not going to get a Dave Chappelle. You're not going to get a Chris Rock. You're not going to get any of those people up there these days making Asian jokes. You're not going to get people up there making gay jokes. I feel like at some level, the trans community is like the last group of people they can make fun of. I get it. Yeah. So if you take this group away from us, who Mm -hmm. else are we going to make fun of? It's like, well, well, how about cis white heterosexual you know, comedian, we take a long, hard look in the mirror and come up with some material. There's plenty there. I know. I know. I, I got to do, I got to do more bits about them, about the uh, little straight white boys, but yeah, you know, you know, just so if, you know, 
there's like two straight cis white people that listen to the podcast according to my distribution service yeah if you're if they're out there thinking they should get into comedy if you're if you're a cis white dude don't do it we've heard you <laughs> we've heard your stuff before well yeah unless you're killer you know yeah. i mean there's there's a lot of young ones out there right now that are amazing sam morrow is uh i you know who's very good um norm norm howard you know they're i mean they're they're very good but i i want to see more females more trans you know what i mean i uh, that's what i want to see yeah but we can't find... see more yeah couldn't find a gay local gay comic gay to... male yeah gay gay, gay, gay male. male comic yep white black whatever i couldn't mm-hmm. find yeah 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 there was one who was good he stopped doing comedy yeah and it was right before me and you had met and i had only been to a couple bikes and he came and did a mic there and he had me laughing so hard and he didn't even have social media and he was like an a-list gay boy too like the hottie you know the a-list i've got the ab gay boy um but yeah he never he never was did it before but he was funny other than that you're right not i'm trying to think if there's even anybody that identifies like you know lesbian i say it with a hard l you know what i mean you know we were talking about that there's now every summer like bah, everyone has got like everyone's so mixed i'm talking about like the hard l lesbian <laughs> you know you know i'm a lesbian. lesbian i'm a lesbian femme you right. know i yes. feel like i'm a unicorn on so many different levels you right now. are right and you're a lipstick but yeah i don't you know how hard it is to date other femmes <laughs> no tell me yeah <laughs> <laughs> You guys are sharing. Your girls are sharing. Your gals are sharing clothes. No, Ooh, none of that girls. going on. None of that going on. No. Okay. Oh, you know, I do. I do. I do my clothes are them. my my clothes are too big for her. But I was I was laughing because uh, you know Danielle. You know, there's the lesbian urge to merge. Okay. You know, when two women start dating after a year, they start looking alike, acting alike, and a lot of them do. Miss Goldstar. Okay. I'm an old school hard out. Let me fill you in. <laughs> so, but they, they will start to, um, trust me. I, I do. No, I do. Stereotypes are based on reality. There is a lesbian urge to merge, but with me and Danielle, I don't have to worry because I'm not ever going to wear those pumps. You know what I mean? So we're, we don't have to worry about it. And I, I think, you, you know, and I don't know, where our relationship is headed. But I mean, you know, it's one of the things we talk about is like her life, my life and our life. And so I think, I think you got to have those three compartments and it's just, I think and that avoids a codependency and a whole bunch of other issues. And so, I mean, it's, but that's also. But you're a lesbian. I know, but that's I'm also. part of it. But I'm also 50 years old and realize all the fucking I, baggage I'm carrying into the relationship too. When you they're, know? They're, they're, you're a lesbian. Now, codependence is your middle name. Okay. Oh, oh that's just, no. Yeah. But yeah, I thought U-Haul was my middle name. Well, I, I can't <laughs> drum codependence in U-Haul. Okay. You are now a lesbian. So you better get used to those. Now. <laughs> But like I say, stereotypes are based on reality. And you know what? We can all laugh. And and statistically, if you look at like women, when they're these straight women that are dating, you know, straight men, they they can hunt him down. They will Google a bitch. They will find him. Women now 
take two of those together. You know, shit's going to get crazy. And women are so emotional. Yeah, it's that's why the lesbians move right in and they start to morph into each other. Sorry, hit the mute there. Yeah. The, 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 thing, the thing, though, I, I don't know. But I think also you got to be the getter a long time. Yeah. Unless you date a butch and then you never have to worry because she is not going to slowly merge into you. No, okay. No, and I don't know. But I also. If you get a cargo short wearing woman, you're safe. <laughs> I want to see you in a pair of those cargo shorts. You will not be merging with her either. So you guys. I threw, gonna... I, I threw those out years ago. Right, right. So and you ain't going back. And I, and I don't even own a pair of shorts right now at this point in my life. So, Amy, uh, you know what? Let's jump to this. Can I, let me turn this around and ask you a question. All right. So let's let's ask you have to ask me a couple of questions and then we'll wrap it up. OK, um, what so what type of woman are you attracted to? I, you know what I mean? I, I, it's the there's and let's let's go with the lesbian stereotype labels. OK, okay. you know, there's the butch. Yep. The, I say the femme and then there's the sporty <laughs> in between ish. I don't know what they call those, but, and there's a variation along the way, but we're just going to go with the straight three. Are, are you open to all, or do you have a preference, which it's fine. Cause we all do. Probably a sporty femme. A sporty femme. Okay. So you're, you're okay. And yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean, and, and, you know, people always get angry. I'm on a lot of the lesbian message, you know, groups and Facebook and there's thousands in there. And they get so offended when someone's like, I'm looking for a butch. You know what I mean? And, and they're like, or I'm I only attracted to femmes. They get so angry on there. But yeah. I'm like, well, straight women have a preference. Some of them like chubby dudes with beards. You know what I mean? That's like, so what? So the skinny blonde's going to get pissed? Dude, no. She's attracted to dad bods with beard. It's the same. Yeah, no, but I also like somebody that, you know, can hold a conversation, somebody that, you know, is right, can think and, you know, is we are all oddly attracted to a certain type, too, I believe. I don't know about type per se, but I also don't believe in there's the one person for one person type thing, mm-hmm. you know, and that that's one thing I believe in, too. It's like, you know, yeah, maybe the one I'm dating right now is a really good one for me. And if we work hard, we can try to make a relationship work. But at the same time, I can't get caught up in thinking somebody is the one because that's that's just nonsense, because there's billions of people on this earth and millions of people that live around us. So if there's the chances that I'm going to find somebody else, are, you know, are still good, you know, and that's does that make sense? I just no, don't believe, I don't no. believe in be one. Okay. Cause you know, all the babes want you. So. I, you know, I don't see that though. I really don't. Oh, I do. They do. No, they don't. Oh, you're just a sweetie. Are you kidding? I, you know, no, I don't think that I'm ugly, but I don't think I'm attractive either. Oh, and, I think you're absolutely adorable. Oh, I love you. We, oh, we, we always look at your Facebook. Jen was just like, holy cow. She looks amazing. Well, like, tell, you know, tell yeah. Jen, I love her. and Thank you very much. Yeah. Any other questions you got for me? No, I guess I've, you know, probably locked you down enough to edit most of this out. <laughs> I figure if we ramble long enough, you'll get a solid 30. Yeah, I think we got a solid yeah. 30. Well, I'm... sorry, I made you do some work, some extra work. Yeah, I know you're not. Yeah. Uh... Well, on that note, Cindy Arena, my co-host and 
guests this evening. Thank you very much for well, thank you, Amy, and I had a great time for joining me here on the Revamp Transformation Thursday. Um, we'll be back next week with another fabulous co-host and guest. But for now, good night, everybody. Good night. Bye-bye. Good night, Cindy. Bye. Bye-bye.